Hey, this is Jilly Woodhouse on the Osteo Business Podcast, talking all things osteo business. Here's Jilly Woodhouse, an author, speaker, award-winning business coach, and passionate advocate of osteopathy. Hello, and today I'm joined by Caroline Tosh, um, class of 77 is all I can say. Um, And uh, she and I are having a conversation because some of my clients, especially the newer grads, struggle with how to actively manage their patients. And um, they're unsure about rebooking them because they feel that perhaps they seem to be dipping into the patient's pocket for their money. Um, and so I thought we'd get some clarity with Caroline today to um, think about uh, how we look after those patients and give them the best service possible. Thank you for coming along today, Caroline. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to chat to you, Jilly. Thank you. So my first question is, well, what on earth is active patient management, Caroline? Well, I think I think this this idea of active patient management um, came out from perhaps I think you saying to me that you'd had some um, issues with um, newer graduates perhaps seeing a new patient, examining them, giving them a treatment, and then saying sort of see how you go. The shake thing. Which actually doesn't really give the patient much guidance and they don't know to come back if they're better or they're not better. Um, And it actually doesn't do um, the thing that you're supposed to do as as an osteopath, which is to provide sort of full professional advice and guidance. So part of that first visit is when you've done as much examination as you need to do, um, you might then perhaps discuss with the patient your diagnosis, your findings, and um, a treatment plan. And if it's something that's really very simple and straightforward, like a minor joint strain that could get better easily, you might treat it there and then and expect that one treatment will do it. If that's the case, um, then then you've got your one treatment. I would always say, um, if that's if you are expecting not to have to provide a second treatment, the patient should know that. But that you would like to hear in however many days you think is appropriate, depending on what's happened, that they are actually feeling one hundred percent comfortable and fully back to all their activities, which you will put in their notes so that you know if your treatment has really worked or not. But it's possible that they might need more because they've got the current problem. They may have other contributory predisposing factors. They might have a very complex history which has taken you most of your appointment to actually take down. You might have had to do more than one kind of examination such as ENT and abdomen, as well as musculoskeletal. And so there may not be time for that one treatment. Or it may be they have something acute which is going to need 
a few treatments to um, become less painful, but there are other longer term issues. So they may actually require a course of treatment. Yeah. So, but, and they need to know that at the beginning. So they're not just dotting from one visit to the next, wondering, well, where is this going? Where is it going to end? Um, part of the job of sort of correctly ending a session is to explain to the patient what the next steps are and what your active plan for them is. Um, and I'm going to say, we always have to have a plan. Um, it may be that you decide to change the plan a little further down the line when new information emerges or perhaps um, the treatment the treatment may need to change. You don't know. Mm. But I would basically say at the end of your first visit, just stop 10 minutes before your end of time so that you can sit the patient up let them gather themselves, give them a moment to mostly get dressed because psychologically that brings them back into a very adult-to-adult -adult place so yeah. that they are then in a place to make that um, partnership decision. They're not an undressed person in front of a dressed person. Good point. Uh, and at that point... Um, you will explain to them what you found, what it means. I like to give people a name for a diagnosis that they can tell family and friends. And you know they're going to look it up on Google. So <laughs> you can say, if you look on Google, this is what you'll find. <laughs> but from the point of view of an osteopath, this is perhaps related to, you know, the car accident you were in or... Um, the way that you have to sit at work or you'll have to give them some other explanation and and you might look at explain something with an anatomical model so they've got an they've got a word diagnosis to take home they've got an idea of why you're going to have you're going to explain to them how you're not just going to put this bit right but the surrounding bits that help will help that one bit get better Mm. because you're going to have to help the whole health and that this might and, and you're going to then you know make a stab at, at working out how many visits that might need and of course that's going to depend on which tissues you think are involved and you can explain to the patient quite simply that some kinds of tissue take some kinds of bits of the body take a certain amount of time to repair. And I like to use the example of a, a broken bone. Yeah. Everybody knows as common knowledge, broken bone takes six to eight weeks to repair. Even if I you've got your finger, it's what, a week before it's fully healed up? Yeah. So that given the best circumstances, um, any injury or um, form of unwellness is going to take a bit of time to repair because the cells work at a particular rate but you're going to do your best to help their body's normal biology get there so that's the point at which you say well I think I'd like to see you for maybe two or three or four visits whatever you think is appropriate 
-hmm. and then perhaps they will not need to come so frequently weekly or maybe twice a week if it's really really red hot acute and you'll explain that perhaps after that you would space the, the appointments apart and that there will come a day when this will be working quite normally again Right, so they can and see that way they, the journey ahead of them, can't they? So they know that they're going to be, they may be coming for some time. So that's what you're, they, they're going to do. Yeah. I think it's nice to do that because they, it, it helps with their expectations and, and perhaps their worries that they've got. Am I stuck like this forever now? I've heard that before, that people start to get fearful that this isn't going to change perhaps they've tried lots of other things and nothing has helped so far no that's where you explain how you're going to be dealing with the current thing and some of the special thing about osteopathy that makes it different from the c and the p profession is that we deal with the contributory factors mm. and so you're then also um going to find out what those are and it's so, so you, so they will. So, at that first visit, you're going to make it clear there are going to be some return visits. Um, I like people to know that that might happen almost in advance of the, that first visit, because I send out a patient joining letter to all my new patients that yeah. explains a bit about the background of osteopathy and a bit about the process. Um, in which I, I explain there may be a course of the course of treatment may be needed. We try to do our best to get people quick better in as few visits as is possible. Yeah. But it's a completely individual thing and it depends on the health of the patient and the nature of the problem. So that that forewarns them that this is unlikely to be a one trick pony. <laughs> And if you need another analogy, I like I like comparing us perhaps with the dentist that you've gone, you've had the inspection, they've found some things that need mending. So you may find that you are back for more than one visit whilst mm. everything is got into good working order. Yeah. And that's uh, I think it's really helpful for them to understand that ahead of time. So they because so many people don't really know what osteopathy is. So you're you're helping them to understand right before they even come into the clinic. I think that I, I think rather than people feeling over ripped off, they think over understanding a health process. Yeah, that this is not it's not going to be magic that's going to make you feel completely restored. It is going to help your body do its do its work and and help you recover. Yeah. So, Caroline, when when would one standalone appointment be appropriate? I think if somebody's come in with something really quite minor, like um, you know, just um, I don't minor crick neck without anything very else much else going on, you might you might resolve that. Yeah. Um. Or yeah, some other some other thing which is um not particularly complicated mm. just trying to think what else might be um 
what what about if you've got more concerns about the you know an emergency concern for them perhaps and you, yes well it might be that you you only see them once if you actually really they're not um not appropriate for osteopathic treatment mm. if you need to really send them away for more investigation if it's really an emergency to a and e or with a note back to their GP for further, asking for further investigation. Excuse me. That's allowed. Yes. Um, so um, if it's an emergency or you want further investigation or um, it's some something quite minor. Or if it's something, yes, if it's something fairly mm. minor and straightforward and they set up and say oh the pain's all gone now I'm fine and then you'll say well I'm really pleased about that um let's hope it stays that way would you like to just leave us a, a quick voicemail or send me an email in three days just to let me know that you're happy and better so that you know that what the work that you've done is stable yeah I like that because it's, it's then up, doesn't it? it and that and that kind of is a closure yeah, and you know that it's it's not just sort of lingering on. And, and most people are very happy to know that you want to know how they got on. Yeah, because uh, the thing is that... From or, my it, or, or it might be, for example, if they've come and it seems to be better and they say they've got an event, um, I don't know, a sports match, party, wedding, um, and you'll say, well, you will give me a call after after the game and let me know how you got on if you're happy with how things were that's a nice one yeah so um i, I always think about it from the patient point of view because i'm the patient looking in if you like and and i and i think when when people are looking on google or asking friends for a recommendation or whatever that they've got a problem and they're looking for full resolution of it not just a, a tweak and uh, it's still not better they want you know but they don't yet understand what that journey looks like uh, or how long it's going to take or anything and uh, and the way you're explaining that is empowering them actually because then they understand uh roughly how long this is going to take because we we can't be exact obviously cause it's and so so you might you might say well we haven't you know it, it, it again if it's a taken a long time to get all of the history from them mm. um it may be that you'll say well we i'm going to have to complete some of the examination at a further visit um and you might even i think it's not unusual that new new information often comes at a second visit people have gone away they've thought about it and they've remembered things that are important that they that they forgot to tell you the first time round. It might actually change your whole view of mm -hmm. how to manage the case. Um, That's true. Yeah, they might remember yeah. they fell off a horse when they were seven. <laughs> that that sort of thing, and they and they will also, um, if you want to do things like teach exercises, I sometimes find that very it's very hard to fit in the history examination a bit of treatment to see how their tissues respond and that's another 
where you can explain it saying, I would like to give you a treatment, a trial of treatment, and I'd like to see how your body responds to it. Because mm. um, however, each, each person's body responds in a very individual way. And then you'll you'll reread that, and that might give you a better idea of how long you think it's going to take. Yeah. And so, how how else would you create an active plan with the patient? I think I would probably sort of I would would also, um, if you think it's going to be a number of visits, then I think it's important also to discuss you know, when you're available and when they're available and see if it's actually really a, a feasible thing to do. Um, not um, Different times of the day suit different people. Retired people might prefer to come late morning. And young mums who've kind of got to pick the children up from school at 3.30 will not want to come up. Well, two o'clock is often a good time. They can get yeah. away have a two o'clock appointment, then go on to go to the school gate. That's how I would operate. I'd, I'd like to be, go out and do all my chores and come back and not be going in and out all day long. And then there will be people who are uh, at work in um, shops and offices who will need that end of daytime. So a mm. variety of times and, you know, that that will suit them. And you, if, if you're available for that. Yeah. I think if they're expecting a time which you cannot offer would perhaps be um, a reason to not take somebody on. Um, or you have to make yourself available. Yeah. Just this once. <laughs> Generally, yeah, they need to fit into your diary, don't they? Most, most, most people will make an effort to fit into the diary. If somebody is in a workplace and they need an appointment and now that osteopaths are allied health professionals, um, they should be allowed to have time off to attend mm. every bit as much as if they were going to a hospital appointment. I agree, yeah. So they're, they're <laughs> workers on the whole are freer to attend. Sometimes the, the non-workers, um, carers may have to make arrangements for um, the people they're caring for, make alternative arrangements. Mm. So their appointments really will have to be maybe may much less flexible. Mm. Um, well, that's that's um, been fascinating to get your point of view and um, and to discuss how to manage actively manage that patient so they feel supported and cared for. So they know then, so that you've explained to them what you found. What do you think is the nature of the problem? What do you think contributes to the problem? And therefore, why it's going to take X number of visits in, I don't know, whatever kind of pattern you think is fitting their problem with or without any other investigations. Um, and that, and you can meet, and, and you talk to them about that and see how they, that they understand that. So yeah. that you have worked on that together, and is there anything else that they? And then that's the point you ask: if there's anything else that they need to know. It's a good question. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Caroline. That's been 
That's been great. And I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. So I, I think that, um, I think that helps. And I also say to patients, if in the meantime, while you're away, you need, you have any questions, um, by all means, send us a, a one-line email or leave a message on the phone and we'll come back to you with an answer so that they know they can come back to you. They're not just going out of the door and drifting off. They're going to be coming back. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, that they've got a point of reference if they've got any worries. Or... Yes, and I said the same thing when you come to the end of the treatment, as they're getting very much better, I will say something like, I think it's quite likely that oh, your next visit may be the last one. Mm. And I will be checking this over to make sure that we're all quite happy that all, everything is as it should be. And you might, at that point, you may or may not want to make a decision about whether they've got some long-term predisposing factor like age or um, an occupation which isn't structurally very good for them and mm. that they might want to come back for checkup appointments um, in three or six months' time, in the, again, in the same way as you do to a dentist. And that's the way you start to build a really cool review patient list. Yeah. Yeah. Because those habits are unlikely to change or the job's unlikely to change. Um, and so uh, potentially the issue will crop up again. Yes. And it's not that they can have that ongoing support is available. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good that they they know that you still care about them and that they're welcome to come back and um yeah yes reassuring for them actually hopefully yes yeah. that is not because the treatment hasn't worked but it's because um you know they've got a life which is which needs adjusting to from time to time yeah thank you caroline you jilly excellent pleasure as ever Thanks for listening to the Osteo Business Podcast. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe on all Jilly's channels, which can be found in the show notes. Jilly's back soon with more tips, ideas, and strategies to build your thriving practice.